It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. On your Thursday episode of Locked On Raptors, have you ever wondered what it might be like to be Nick Nurse trying to figure out lineup combinations when he's got 10 or 11 guys who are all the same shape and size and play the same position? Well, we're going to figure out exactly what it's like to be Nick Nurse, putting together these weirdo lineups the Raptors have. On today's show, as we play Lineup Roulette with Freddie Rivas of the Confederacy of Dunks podcast. I'm not going to explain the concept anymore. You'll just have to wait to find out what Lineup Roulette's all about coming up in just one second on today's Lockdown Raptors. Thanks for hanging. Oh, because like, when I shot, I expected to make it. So like, I don't shoot kind of miss. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's going on? 
going on? Welcome to episode number 1259 of Locked On Raptors for Thursday, October the 13th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley. I have been covering the Toronto Raptors for going on nine seasons on various platforms. So you can follow me on Twitter, at WoodleySean. You can subscribe, follow, rate, and review the podcast for free. Wherever you get your podcasts, the, tw- the show Twitter handle is at LockedOnRaptors as well. We are also on YouTube for free. You can go hit the big red subscribe button. It's impossible to miss and support the show that way. It's much appreciated when you do that, as it is appreciated when you make us your first listen each and every day. All right, on today's show, we've done a few episodes in the last year or so where I have brought out my trusty bedazzled hat to play some sort of stupid shoehorned in game. And we're doing that again today as we are going to play a game called Lineup Roulette. And I'll explain what it's all about in just one second. But first, got to bring in our guest from the wonderful Confederacy of Dunks podcast, part of the Raptors Republic family of podcasts, my sworn adversaries up and down. It is Freddie Rivas. Freddie, how's it going, pal? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me, buddy. It's great to have the greatest mailbag question asker in the history of Locked On Raptors on the podcast. Yes, I said it there. Uh, apologies to Epic Moppus. Apologies to our pal B-Ball Thinking. Also very good question askers. But Freddie, you always come with the heat. So thank you. It's lovely to have you on the show today. Let's explain the concept of lineup roulette. Essentially, this is based on the idea that Nick Nurse could more or less do his job by pulling names out of a hat and throwing them on the on the floor in groups of five and just hoping things work out. It's kind of the <laughs> deal when most of the players on the team play the same position, have overlapping skills, are the same size, yada, yada, yada. You know the Vision 6'9 deal by now. And so... I figured, why don't we try a little game on today's show? I have, again, my bedazzled mustache hat that I was gifted after I got engaged by a dear friend of mine. Uh, And inside, I have the names of the top 11 players as I perceive them. 10 now, because one just fell out. Uh, The top 11 players in the Raptors rotation this season. I'm just going to dip my hand in, pull out five names at a time, and we're going to talk about whether or not it's a lineup that would work. We're going to sort of tie in... A reference to RuPaul's Drag Race as well. If you're familiar with the game Toot or Boot, essentially, uh, people will walk down the runway and you'll be able to say Toot or Boot as to whether or not their outfit is good or not. Toot is good, Boot is bad. And so we're going to Toot or Boot a bunch of lineup roulette pulled out lineups for the Raptors. It's a very confusing, convoluted show, but we're (laughs) excited and happy and it's going to be great. Okay? It's good. It's a good concept here. There's nothing wrong with it. No notes whatsoever. All right. Are you ready, Freddie, to play lineup roulette slash toot or boot? Yes. If uh, if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love anybody else, you know? Amen to that. All right. Let's dive in. Let's pull out five names, and I will read them off, and then we'll determine whether it's a good lineup. I will also be checking in to see if the lineup played at all last season, and we'll uh, go from there. All right. First lineup I've pulled out of the hat. We've got OG Ananobi. We've got... Precious Achua, we've got Fred Van Vliet, we've got Delano Banton, and we've got Gary Trent Jr. So basically, the starters, no Pascal, no Scotty. It's sort of an in-between lineup. Maybe you see this in the second quarter. I don't know. Banton, Van Vliet, Ananobi, Precious, Gary Trent Jr. About as shooting forward as you could get. Uh, when it comes to these lineups with Trent, Van Vliet, OG, and in theory, Precious on the floor. 
you have Precious playing center, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I mean, OG might swap in there at times. Banton, Trent, Van Vliet, Ananobi, Achua. Is this a lineup Would you like that you would like to see the Raptors play this season as an in-between lineup, Freddie? Toot or boot to this one? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna toot this one pretty yeah. hard. This is a really really fun lineup. Uh, not one I have thought of, I guess, because I don't know. We have so few nominal guards on the team, but Banton seems to be a one man fast break. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he would work himself. Like I, I guess maybe he's guarding small forwards. Um, Fred can play off ball. Uh, yeah, a lot of shooters on this lineup. Uh, you know, even if Precious is not the shooter that we think he could be, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, you know, Fred, OG, and uh, Gary. That that is a that is a good shooting lineup for the Raptors. That is basically the best shooting lineup for the Raptors. You know, not including Otto. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think I'm also giving this lineup a toot as well. I, I think it's. It is a bit of a throwback to like Raptors lineups of the past. Of course, Delano yes. Banton is not, uh, you know, short Fred Van Vliet as the second point guard next to Kyle Lowry. He's of course a six foot nine point guard, but you do get sort of a smaller skewing lineup here. Mm-hmm. You know, akin very, very frankly to you know like the Norm Kyle Fred trio that we saw as sort of the one two three back in say 2020 the bubble season like again it's not exactly perfect banton maybe is more of like a delon wright corollary here um yeah so maybe you think back to like the 2016 17 2017 mm-hmm. 18 seasons where wright's kind of fitting in next to fred or, or kyle in certain spots but yeah this lineup seems like it's got some legs to me i don't know like especially if precious is shooting and you can space with Fred OG, Trent, and Precious. You know, maybe you get OG as sort of your primary screener here. He's probably the best screener on the floor. That's the, the yep. thing that is, I think, you know, if you're looking at the limited resources on the floor, screening and just like big man play are probably, it's probably the thing you're looking at as not being particularly prominent in this five man group. But I think OG is pretty good, if not like the best screener on the team already. You space Precious out to the corner. You put Fred and Trent kind of around, have them buzzing around like the little jitterbugs they can be, Banton working downhill. I think this could be a pretty fun little in-between lineup. You get Scotty and Pascal some rest. Um, Why not give this lineup free reign over the middle part of the second quarter every single night? I say we're off to a roaring start here. We're one for one on tooting these lineups. We're going to put the five names back in. We're going to pull up. Lineup number two, Freddie. Unless you have any final thoughts on that group as I go and sort through the next five. Just, yeah, that they're, that's probably, you know, if you sub OG out for uh, Scotty or Pascal, probably the fastest lineup we could put out there. Like that's it probably, probably is. the speed yeah. lineup. I guess Boucher, you know, deserves some love there for speed. Yeah, Boucher is a uh, is a quick fellow. All right, let's go. I'm not going to pull out Precious again because that makes things too. <laughs> Sorry, I, am I gaming the system just a little bit? Maybe, but I didn't. I, these are these look. Just deal with it. This is a weird segment, weird concept. Uh, be, be be kind to me if I'm trying to maybe tailor things to be entertaining. All right, the next five guys I have pulled out of the hat. We've got Pascal Siakam. We've got Thad Young. We've got Delano Banton. We've got Gary Trent Jr. And we've got Scotty Barnes, Thad, Pascal, Banton, Trenton, Barnes. You tell me who the point guard or center or whomever in this lineup is, because I sure, sure can't tell you. Uh, what do you think of the Banton, 
Siakam, Barnes, Trent, Thad look. Is this a toot or a boot for this lineup here, Freddie? Uh, I am going to go boot. This is the uh, no shooting allowed <laughs> lineup. Um, I am I am all in on the Raptors six nine experiment, uh, but I we're going to see some stretches of a season where the Raptors go like two for thirty from three and yep. Uh, so like this, that is how we will end up there. Um, you know. Yeah, I guess you would guard Trent from three. Maybe you would guard Pascal a little bit from three from the corner. Pascal has to be in the corner in this lineup, I would say. Yes. Like he is your best outlet there, without a doubt. And and you know, to your question, I think he's the point guard. Uh, I find myself these days in a little bit of the minority uh, in terms of point Scotty. I think that uh, I love seeing Scotty. Uh, in transition, making passes, and you know, I don't want to put a cap on what he can do, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I'm not, I'm not really, you know, I don't think we should focus on developing Scotty as a point guard. I think we should focus mm. on developing him as a uh, basketball player, just like uh, you know, as a as a future player, as Masai said. Yeah, I think that's probably right. Like with with Barnes, it is very easy to be like, "Oh, we'll put him in this silo, and he'll be a power forward, or he'll be a point guard, mm-hmm. or in in some cases a center." Um, why not all of them? I say, like, just yeah, have let him, him try do a bunch of stuff. He seems like he's pretty good at all of it and learns how to do things pretty quickly. Um, so yeah, I, I think I'm with you there. This lineup, I think, would have some legs if you took Banton out for somebody. Um, just like I think Trent Barnes, Siakam, Thad's a pretty interesting tree or, or quartet. You get the screening, the playmaking of Thad. You obviously get Pascal can be on or off the ball. Um, you know, I, I think Scotty, you want to have him get some reps with the ball in his hands for sure. This could be a place where that happens. I just think mm-hmm. that's tricky if Delano Banton is like having guys sag off of him by 19 feet to yeah. you know, stop any Barnes drives. Uh, you know, Trent obviously is like a, a salve for any lineup to kind of make things work a little bit smoother, but seems a little light on shooting. By the way, neither of the first two lineups we have seen so far played any minutes together last season. I just want to see here if there's maybe uh, a way to filter for how these guys played last year. Yeah, So we did see a little bit of the four-man group of Trent, Siakam, Barnes, and Thad play together. Okay, um, yep. They had their moments across uh, 123 possessions over one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, like eight different lineups. They were a plus 7.4 point differential, uh, you know, over per 100 possessions, over 123 possessions per cleaning the glass. So it's a super tiny uh, sample size, and there's not really a whole lot to sort of go on there. But the, the most often used lineup here, 55 possessions was precious in place of Banton. Uh, and that was a plus 3.6 over 55 possessions. So not terrible by any means. Defense was pretty solid. Um, but, you know, it's, it's light on spacing for a team that is probably going to need a little bit more in, in terms of guys just standing far apart so they can kind of open up driving lanes for, for Pascal and the yeah. rest. Uh, any last thoughts on lineup number two as we, I think, have both unanimously agreed that we're booting this one? Uh, I think I'm going to call this the O-Reeb lineup. <laughs> no Precious or Boucher. It, 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 yeah, that's fair. Add I, to the O-Reebness of it, but what that's a weird true. word. <laughs> I, f- I do feel like, uh, I mean, I don't know what the what the like uh, analytics say, but I just, I test, I feel like Thad and uh, Barnes are, are 
and Banton are very mm-hmm. pro Ori, but yeah, I guess absolutely you have to put Boucher and like the Bash Bash Brothers. Do they have a nickname? I don't know. <laughs> to your point, if you swap Precious in for Banton in this lineup last season, the one I just mentioned, the 55 possessions they played, uh, 98 percentile in offensive rebound percentage, 30, <laughs> 36.7 on court offensive rebound percentage, higher than their season long number two in the league average. So maybe you're not far off with your assertion that this would be the O'Reeb lineup. We're going to continue on here and run through a few more lineups that might be good or bad uh, as we pull them out of the hat and play a little Nick Nurse cosplay. We'll get to that in just one second here but first want to tell you about our dear friends over at betonline.net they are your number one source for football betting info this season you can find all the latest player developments team matchups news podcasts and in-depth articles injury reports whatever it is on both college and pro football and it's all there at your fingertips to give you all the information you might need to be the informed wagerer i know when i usually get into sports betting which is very rarely it's usually when i go to a game i kind of bet when i'm at the game to enhance the live experience probably should have done that when i went to the blue jays game two lost to the mariners and bet on the mariners to win to make myself feel less sad but either way i usually go in totally unawares and i'm just indiscriminately pressing buttons i need to be smarter about and go to betonline.net first so i can get all the information to make the proper bets so i'm not losing money when i'm going to sporting events and enhancing my experience with a little light small stakes sports betting the fastest and easiest way to check out all your favorite games and events is bet online you can also you know check out the mlb playoffs you got mma boxing golf every sport under the sun and you can go and use either your mobile device or just head on your desktop to betonline.net go there right now bet online is where the game starts the nba playoffs are right around the corner and locked on nba is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama every monday jackson gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the nba playoffs mark your calendars to listen to locked on nba every monday to be up to date locked on nba Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And we continue on here with your first listener of the day, Freddie Rivas, along to play lineup roulette as we run through, pull some five-man groupings out of a hat and uh, determine whether that's a lineup worth using or not for this year's Toronto Raptors team. All right, let's go. Lineup number three. I've got three names on the table. Let's pull out two more. And here we go. We have got ourselves Pascal Siakam, Scotty Barnes, Fred Van Vliet. Good start. We like this. Delano Banton keeps getting pulled out. And Thad Young. So you got the three mainstays, Fred Siakam. Actually, I'm going to throw Banton and Thad back in. We've had a lot of Banton and Thad so far. We're going to pull two more names out. We got Kem Birch, OG Ananobi. Okay, this is an interesting one. We've got Fred, Barnes, Siakam, OG Kem Birch, which I believe was a starting lineup for this team in spots last season when Gary Trent Jr. was unavailable. I'm going to check that as you talk, but Siakam, Fred, Barnes, Van Vliet, OG, and Kem. Is this a lineup you would like to see, Freddie? I know Kem's been on the outs for a lot of folks, but but he's a center. He can set screens. He's looked pretty spry in the preseason. Where are you at with this lineup? Uh, Yeah, pretty spry in the preseason is kind of where I'm at. You know, we, we were talking a little bit uh, before the pod, try not to overvalue preseason here, but uh, I, I, I like Kem. I think he has value on the team, um, not just as like a, a trade asset in the future either. I feel like he, you know, 
he does things that other people don't. I feel like, you know, you were talking about um, uh, OG being the best screen setter. Uh, Kem's got to be close. Uh, and he can, you know, he's not like a major lob threat, but he can roll. Um, he, I, I looked before the pod, he, he attempted 14 threes last year and hit none of them. Uh, <laughs> but I think he can hit the odd three. Uh, I feel like in, in a lineup like that, um, you know, he's obviously the fifth guy and I'm just talking about Kem, but, uh, you know, the, the, there's value in someone sort of integrating themselves in subtle ways. Uh, and, you know, Thad recently in a, uh, like a, after a practice, uh, sort of talked about not needing to get buckets and there being a value in that and, a guy that just knows where to be on defense. Uh, I said all off season, this, you know, this team really, really or all season. Sorry. The, uh, I felt like the thing we needed the most is vets mm-hmm. and Ken being injured for so much of the season wasn't ideal. So uh, yeah, I, I, I like this lineup. It's a big toot for me. I am also going to go with a toot with the caveat that it was very bad last season in 92 possessions per clean the glass. This lineup was a minus 9.2 per 100. Oh gosh. So not awesome on offense. They were in the seventh percentile. Uh, so 93% of all other lineups were better than this one. Yikes, 3.3 okay. offensive rating. Defensive rating was uh, 112.5, 51st percentile, so not great there. They were pretty decent on the offensive class, but uh, not great in their little bit limited run. But that said, Kem Birch was a shell of himself last season, and I am willing to give a little bit of leeway to him. And, and you know, I, look, this is a lineup where if you are of the mind that the Raptors should be trying to have a center on the floor, and you are of the mind that Precious Achua should be starting games in place of Gary Tread Jr., which I am of the mind of, I think that, sh- that would be awesome. We should see that. Um, but there might be certain matchups where Precious Achua, not that there are many matchups where Precious Achua is overmatched defensively because he's a monster, but maybe you come across a Joel Embiid and you don't want to have Precious Achua pick up two fouls in the first four minutes and you want to throw just a typical big man out there to try to absorb some fouls, maybe play some solid post defense. This feels like a lineup to try to do that with and I'm willing to see it a little bit just to see if last year was a, a you know an, an issue with Kem being busted and not really able to provide the center type skills that they would typically need in this group. But like Precious doesn't do those things, right? Precious is not a good screener. Precious is not a really good roller. Kem has his moments. He's got the float shot. That's good. He's got, you know, obviously he's a very good screener. If In theory, maybe he can, you know, space out for the odd three, although it's never really happened in his career outside of the preseason and the back end of the fake season in Tampa. <laughs> so yeah. I, I don't know how to reckon with that. But if you're looking for center-like skills to help accentuate Fred OGC, Ackerman Barnes, your four best players... Kem might be a guy who can kind of grease the wheels of that group. I'm going with a soft toot, even though the numbers last season were uh, utterly wretched, Freddie. So bad. I, I also just want to see here, the f- the four best players on the team, obviously, are Fred OG, Siakam, and Barnes. Last season, across 967 possessions together, which doesn't feel like a lot, uh, really, at all. They were a plus 2.3 points per 100 possessions, so not amazing. Not what you want to see from your core group of guys. I think just mm-hmm. like... As far as bellwether numbers go, 
the numbers of that foursome with whomever they're playing with is gonna are gonna have to be better than what they were last year. What's your level of optimism that we could see those numbers uptick with that four man group? Obviously, Trent will be mixed in there, Precious will be mixed in there, other guys will be mixed in there, but those are the four main guys. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty high on that group. I feel like um, you know, I you know, Fred and Pascal, I don't think had a, a huge amount of healthy games together. Yeah. Um I mean, I guess, you know, there's a, a certain amount of injuries you should expect. I, you know, like I think at this point, forget about the OGs going to make a jump thing. It's it's mm. becoming like a, a joke, but just accept OG- that he's freaking awesome as it exactly. is. He's really good at basketball. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> exactly he's going to be uh better. Like he just is going to be yeah. better or or not worse. And I think um you know, I, I I find myself not being as like sky high on Barnes year two than a lot of people, but I still mm-hmm. feel like Barnes. Uh, you know, I, I expect him to improve the most on defense. I think that he's going to make way better reads than he did in his first year, and that is going to you know result in winning basketball. So whether you put Trent in there, Precious in there, Thad in there, Otto in there, you know, even Chris. Um, I do expect that lineup to be better. That said, I feel like the the strength of this Raptors team is not the starting lineup. The strength is our overall depth. Yeah, I think it's that's a good point. And I think their strength in their starting lineup, I think, is more so apparent late in games when teams are selling out to stop specific actions. And it's like, oh, wow, there are five yes. guys who could torch us here. Damn. Yes. Well um, but it can lead to a little trouble early on in games as you try to figure out like, all right, whose turn is it type of thing. Um, Yeah. It's worth noting as well that the lineup with uh, those four guys, plus over the course of the season, they were as a four man trio in the 89th percentile defensively, 107.2 defensive rating. So pretty good there. Um, The offense, not so awesome as it is typically the case with most Raptors lineups, but let's go one more quick one here before we get to the final segment. Uh, Five more guys. We got, Precious Achua, we've got Pascal Siakam, we've got Fred Van Vliet, we've got Chris Boucher, and we've got Scotty Barnes. All right, so uh, come on, this is maybe Nick Nurse's job is really easy. Uh, <laughs> just pull yeah. the same guys also, out of the whole time. Yeah. Is this is this negative foreshadowing for Otto's health? Because I feel like Otto. See, has I'm re- trying to find Otto. He's <laughs> he in here somewhere. Showed up I'm in just... a lineup, and I'm like, oh no. Yeah, this... you know what? I'm just making an executive decision here. I'm pulling Otto's name out. I might have dropped Otto on the floor. I think that's what maybe happened here. Otto Porter Jr. on the table. So <laughs> my, my 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 greatest fear, you know, is that like I'm so high on the Otto acquisition, and it's like, oh no, is this one of the seasons where he plays 30 games? Yeah. So the lineup we've got is Otto Porter Jr. We've got Chris Boucher, Precious Achua, Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Vliet. This one. Talk, talk to me. I, I, I might. This is like a, a toot and a half. Uh, this yeah. is like a, a, a double toot. I don't know what. Where you at? OG. Sorry, not OG. Otto, Fred, Chris, Precious, Pascal Siakam. I love it. Big toot. Um, this is. Uh, I, I'm. I'm extremely high on the Raptors in the regular season, and Otto is a massive reason. Um, the 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 corner threes. The I think like. I think you know again going back to you know uh, Thad Young, 
uh, talking the other day. Um, Otto's Otto's defensive reads uh, is also going to be a big part of this team's, uh, you know, like floor being so high in my opinion, mm-hmm. and uh, just having a guy that is willing to shoot. Um, and you know, like, yeah, like Chris last year had a down year from three precious. We're not sure about, uh, Scotty's obviously not there yet. Pascal sort of is a specific three point shooter. So in my opinion, it kind of leaves like OG as a good shooter, but really Fred and Trent as, as the type of guys who can shoot threes and relocate. Mm. So just from a spacing perspective, I love this lineup. Um, you know, you're happy with, you're happy with it on defense, offense. There's, there's a lot of flow to it. There's explosiveness. Uh, I think lineups like this are really going to mess with other teams where, we're, you know, th- this Raptors team is going to be fine, man. We're going to be a, mm-hmm. a total, uh, um, so you, 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 you're a baseball guy. What's the weird pitch? Uh, oh, screw, I mean, screwball! The screwball! There's the forkball. There's there's all there's the ephus. Yeah, See, there's the, all sorts the, of wild stuff. The ra dicky, like what? Well, yeah, the, the knuckleball. Screwball. Yeah, knuckleball. That's that's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Yeah, I think the Raptors are going to be like an in season knuckleball. Uh, yeah. People are going to play us, and they're going to be like, oh well, we didn't watch enough tape on whatever the hell this is, uh, and we're going to upset them and mm-hmm. and win a lot of games. I think. So interesting thing to note on the data on four of the guys in this lineup from last year obviously no auto port junior so this lineup has not played together before but fred siakam boucher achua as a four-man group 314 possessions played only a plus 1.5 net rating their defense actually not very good 114.8 points allowed per 100 but the offense 116.2 offensive rating for that four-man wow. group. you throw in Otto Porter in place of, I guess in this situation, the guy you're replacing is OG in the most commonly used fifth guy in these lineups. Trent obviously worked in these as well. Both of those were effective lineups. Uh, you throw Otto into this group. Yeah, this should be a really good lineup, man. Like this lineup should whip. Uh, like it, it, there's, there's the space. You get the offensive crashing of, of Boucher and Achua on the glass. You've got ways by which you can get Siakam off the ball in the corner um maybe this is where you flex a little bit of hey can precious run the little things with his ball with the ball in his hands like obviously mm-hmm. his reads got to get a lot better to really master that side of the game but yeah this lineup is an absolute toot for me really really uh something i want to see and we'll get into it in just a second here but i just am really excited to just drop auto porter into a whole bunch of the raptors pet lineups just to yes. see what he does to make things work a little bit better. We're going to continue on, run through a couple more lineups out of the hat as we finish up lineup roulette slash toot or boot coming up in just one sec. But first, a reminder, go check out Locked on Leafs each and every day as Mike DiStefano and Dave Morissuti are running through the goings-on with the local hockey team. Not so good on opening night against the Montreal Canadiens. And uh, there's a real chance there's a season of tumult ahead of ahead of us in Toronto. And Mike and Dave will do a great job breaking it all down. So go check them out, Locked on Leafs, every day for free on your favorite podcast apps and on YouTube. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. 
Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, Freddie. Let's throw the names back in the hat. We'll pull out five more, and we'll go from there. Again, I think Otto fell out. I might just have Otto as a standing guy that we use for one of these. Uh, <laughs> I love it. He's fun. Okay. Let, let me, let's start with this before I pull out a lineup. Like, the idea of Fred, Otto, Trent, and OG together as four guys, fill in the blanks as to who the fifth guy is. I don't really care. But that four-man group is as shooty as they're going to get. Let's just say, all right, lineup number five, I'm not I'm not pulling it out of the hat. We're just going to talk sure. about this because I think it's interesting. Fred, OG, Trent, Otto, Pascal Siakam. What say you to that lineup? Is that a lineup you might start in certain situations? Like, that feels to me like a lineup that could close games. Obviously, you like Scotty Barnes quite a bit, and you don't want to not have Scotty Barnes closing games. Mm -hmm. But if it's an off night for Scotty, if there's an injury, whatever it might be, I don't know. That Fred, Otto, Trent, OG, Siakam group feels like a way to a whole butt buttload of points for the Raptors. Do you agree? Yeah, big time. You know, it's a it's a shooting league, and I know the Raptors are sort of zigging when everyone is zagging. But this lineup is fantastic. Maybe there's some some size issues with uh, you know Trent and um, and Fred being the guards and not having like a, a center out there. But I, mm -hmm. you know, at, at this point, I'm I'm pretty into Pascal and OG doing spot center minutes and sharing. Mm -hmm. um i've 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 gotten over being super scarred by the the tampa season and i think <laughs> you know at the end of the day that was training like i feel like it was sort of the beginning of vision six nine if you mm -hmm. just like you know yeah am I, stanley am I johnson flash? was the right size uh yeah didn't have what? any of the requisite skills but was the right size <laughs> yeah you just need to forget that we ever had alex len and go from there um, there's a pull oh my god yeah <laughs> um but like I, I i i love this lineup i think there's uh you know with all the starter talk uh which i know nick nurse loves to answer starter based questions um yes he, he thinks it's cool yeah. he thinks the concept of starting five is really important and meaningful <laughs> yes yeah oh god anytime someone starts a question with the starters i can just like i'm like oh man who's gonna get it but shout um, out to our brave soul samson folk who i believe asked that <laughs> question recently yeah <laughs> yeah you gotta like it's it, it, it's it is important but um the normies uh, want to know who's starting okay we, we want to know we're communicating from the team to the normies that's what it's all about like we're exactly. not doing this because we want to piss nick nurse off it's just what the people want baby also, sure, closing games is the most important thing, but guess what? You can't really replace those four, five, six minutes off the top. Mm -hmm. uh, those mm -hmm. matter, uh, you know. Um, and uh, but yeah, the, the, this lineup can can shoot the hell out of the ball. I think uh, maybe would have some 
issues defensively, but uh, I, I'm all in. And I, and yeah, I was going to say, I don't think uh, there's enough talk about uh, Otto starting. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think we'll, we'll see how fast he integrates to the lineup, but it's not nothing that he started for the finals of a championship winning team last totally. year, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I sure it's circumstantial, but uh, he, I, I think he just gives his team so much of what it needs that. Um, yeah. You know, it's a, a big toot on this lineup as well. I haven't really thought about the idea of Porter being like the stealth candidate in the, who should be the fifth starter conversation. Cause mm-hmm. I've just assumed it's precious and Trent and that, yeah, that's me it. Too. But like, that is intriguing to me because, like, you get Porter in there. You know, he's a little bit more of a sound, I would say, positionally capable defender as opposed to Trent, who's obviously trying to, you know, cause a ruckus and he's going to, you know, force turnovers, but also get out of position a whole lot. You probably have a little bit less of the sort of, you know, turn the ball over and get running down the other team's throat situation if you got Porter in there in place of Trent because the event creation is so valuable from him. But it's a little bit more of a sound, sturdy defensive lineup. It's longer. It's bigger. It's bigger, that, yeah. I, I I don't hate it. I, I think we're going to see many iterations, I would say, of starting and closing looks for this team this season. And some people might get mad. You know, you get benched for the fourth quarter of a game for whatever reason. That's just, hey, one of them good problems. Oh, no, we have too many useful players who can play in big situations. Whatever are we going to do? Um, I do like the idea. If they go with the typical small ball starting five and you want to get to this lineup early, just take Scotty out at the five minute mark, roll with this lineup for a few minutes, see what you can do. And then you can work in your in-between lineups and have Scotty kind of be the guy who runs those. If you're trying to make Mm -hmm. points, Scotty happen, maybe that's a way to get to that and also get this lineup, which I think maybe I'll put this down right now. You heard it here first, assuming it plays like, I think to qualify on cleaning the glass as like an actual lineup has to play a hundred possessions. I will assume that this lineup plays 100 possessions. I will say that this lineup is going to be the best offensive lineup for the Raptors this season, and I don't know how close it will be. Uh, Fred Trent, OG Porter Siakam, roll it out, baby. Toot, toot, toot all the way like a damn train conductor. Uh, I think it would be (laughs) a fantastic group. Freddie, you want to go one last lineup here? We're going to actually just pull it from the hat here. I'm not going to tailor anything. We're just going to get weird and see what we get. Y'all good? Let's do it. I'll just say on that last lineup, try to double Pascal on that lineup. Yeah, have and, fun. And, and see, see, what, see what you get there. <laughs> I also you, think... You double him and, yeah, there's a three in your face. Yeah, I also think, like, OG is the screener in that situation. Seems pretty fun, too. Um, boy. Boy, oh, boy. I, th- that, I want to see that lineup real bad now. <laughs> um, all right, final lineup. This one could get weird. We have ourselves Thad Young, Kem Birch, Pascal Siakam, Delano Banton, Otto Porter Jr. Weird hodgepodge of dudes on this one. I, I guess Banton's the point guard. We'll go Otto as the two guard. We got Siakam as your three. Thad and Kem in the front court. Uh, toot or boot this one, our final lineup. Have we ended like a lion or a lamb here, Freddie? What do you got? I think I'm. I'm not like a hard australian boot i'm I'm a soft boot on this one <laughs> yeah like you're just you're hitting the reset button as opposed to restart uh yes the boot yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh i don't know like i you know, w- w- i think so much of the focus uh for me has been on shooting um but i'll just you know leave that point aside i think this lineup just doesn't really have enough 
maybe maybe Thad is such a glue guy that he can make anything work. Mm-hmm. But you're, this is getting into pretty funky territory uh, for me. Which means tra- we're sure to see it. Yeah, that's that actually. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, sub out Pascal for Coloco, and we'll you know we'll see this lineup. Um, <laughs> like we'll, we'll we'll see some weird shit this year for sure. But like, yeah, I I you know Thad um banton and chem are all sort of in that like end of the bench you know playing six or seven you know minutes a game potentially Mm -hmm. so to see them all in one lineup i wonder what's going on you know yeah uh banton siakam thad and birch played zero minutes together last season (laughs) uh you know birch was hurt down the stretch of the season Banton didn't play very much in the back part of the season after thad got there uh, you know, there's some things you can squint and be like, oh, they could run some like dribble handoff stuff to get Banton going downhill around sure. a bad handoff. Um, you know, you put Pascal with a ball in his hands. He's going to find Otto Porter Jr. at some point for an open three. Uh, it just he's the only guy on the floor who I want taking an open three because all yeah. these other guys ain't going to garner any sort of defensive attention. It might be hard to get Porter those looks as teams funnel things towards Birch or Thad or Banton. Um, yeah, if you swapped in, like, Precious for Birch, I could be compelled to buy this lineup. Just mm-hmm. There's just enough shooting there at that point. But I think this one's a little too lean. It is a boot for me to close this one out. So I think we went 4-2 and two on Toot versus Boot, which is not terrible. Um, but, yeah, I, I think this exercise did what I wanted it to do, which is just to say, prove that there's going to be a lot of weird looks that the Raptors were out this season and be prepared for some funk because that's what Nick Nurse likes to do. And that's what this roster is going to, I think, demand is that like, sometimes you're just going to throw stuff at the wall. It's not always going to work, but like, we're going to see very bizarre combinations of players this season. And I frankly relish it. I think it's going to be fun, even in the moments where it leads to six minute stretches where they score one bucket. (laughs) Yeah, I think Nick is going full Toronto Jazz Festival this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's... And and I I think the thing that excites me the most as someone who's watched Nick is I don't really see, uh, you know, like a viable argument that he he has guys that he doesn't trust. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they're really there really should be at least 10 guys on this team that he trusts every night Mm -hmm. so uh yeah i'm 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 really excited to see how that plays into his creativity and um you know especially in terms of making sure guys like pascal and fred uh don't play too many minutes for sure uh man it would be really nice if they could play 34 minutes a game this season and not lose all of the games uh just have the fred trent og porter siakam line about there and they'll blow everyone off the floor for their six minutes a night and then every other minute's gravy it doesn't matter they're they're gonna win those minutes by a thousand and then the rest of the game will be the other team playing catch up uh god i want to see that group so badly now (laughs) holy (laughs) give us some blowouts i think would that would help be cool too uh, a lot very much so. Uh, Freddie, thank you so much for popping on the podcast, man. It was great to have you on. Anything you would like to promote for the good people out there? 
Um, yeah, just uh, check out my podcast on uh, Raptors Republic. Uh, we're at Dunks Podcast uh, on Twitter. What a great uh, score on Twitter for you guys to get that handle. My goodness. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't really know how that happened. Um, <laughs> Have the but... No Dunks people reached out to you trying to buy the handle off of you or are they settled with their handle? <laughs> they they have not reached out yet. I feel like if they do reach out, I might just have to give it to them out of respect. Um, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Shout out to Lee Ellis, by the way. Farewell yeah. to Lee. We love Lee Ellis. Well, what a guy. Yeah, that's, uh, the, I mean, the, they're such an inspiration. They're amazing. Um, and also, uh, just plug uh, me and Catherine Nikers, uh, you know, fr- a friend of your pod as well, um, our, our WNBA pod, uh, the pickup WNBA pod on all socials. Yes. Um, check it out it is a, a very uh friendly podcast for anyone wanting to get into the WNBA. that is fantastic go check it out freddie and Catherine are fantastic uh, and all the people at raptors republic they're fine uh <laughs> <laughs> no we love them all we're gonna wrap it there thank you so much for tuning in uh you can keep an eye out tomorrow morning i will have a new post of it post touches my new Substack. so keep an eye out there it'll be right in your inbox so just go subscribe it's in my pinned tweet on Twitter, we'll be back again for another episode tomorrow as well as Tony East from Locked On Pacers and Pat the Designer from Locked On Bulls are going to join me. We're going to do an Eastern Conference fantasy draft with the winner being the team after five rounds who has selected the, the group of teams with the most combined wins at the end of the season. So that's going to be fun. Keep an eye out for that tomorrow. Next week, we've got the over-under spectacular with Vivek and Sahal, my favorite episode each and every year. That'll probably be a two-parter Monday and Tuesday. And then all of a sudden, it's game day. The start of the season's Wednesday. It's ridiculous. I'm very, very excited. And you uh, can follow us all through the season and all that. And thank you for doing so. Uh, support the show wherever you get your pods, all that good stuff. Go listen to Lockdown Leafs as your second listen of the day as they're breaking down last night's loss to the Habs. And we'll talk to you again on Friday with another episode of Lockdown Raptors. Bye-bye. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.